Welcome back everybody. This is Eric and Chad here of Moss Pawn and Gun. And today we got another gun gripe episode for you today. We're going to be talking about appearances and how appearances can be deceiving oftentimes more than not. Uh, the media often uses appearance of, let's just say, a firearm uh, to determine how lethal or how deadly or, or, or whether or not something should be banned or, or, or shunned because of the way it looks. And that's merely all it is, it's just the way something looks. Uh, recently we had, of course, very tragic uh, things with ISIS in France over there and the Europeans are all up in arms. Now they're trying to call for more stricter gun control measures. Uh, if you check the description box below, there's a very detailed uh, couple of uh, websites we're going to give you that go into detail about some of the things that the EU is trying to do uh, to circumvent their fellow countrymen from having guns even more than they already have. You know that firearms ownership is very restrictive in other parts of the world, and uh, they're only trying to make that even worse now due to the recent ISIS attacks. Yeah, you know, that's what happens when, uh, when folks come come over from neighboring country and they commit terrorist acts. I mean, what's the solution? Oh, well, let's, uh, you know, inflict stricter, uh, stricter gun control on the populace because the populace is who, you know, is the root of the problem, right? Well, I the, mean. the problem <laughs> is not firearms. It's a people problem. It's people control. Yep. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of these... Uh, Government types, whether they're in other parts of the world, over in Europe, or whether they're here in the U.S., oftentimes they make uh, policy and they come up with laws and rules based uh, strictly on things that they see. And, and the way they take it in is, okay, well, it looks scary. Obviously, it's more deadly because it looks scary. It's black in color. It has an evil thing that goes up and clipazines and ghost gun this and all this mess. And they're just <clears> simply <throat> uninformed. A lot of it comes down to just pure emotion. I mean, you just, if someone commits a tragic act with an AR-15 like has happened in the past, then all of a sudden, oh, okay, well, AR-15s are back in the limelight again. And, you know, no one looks to the root of the problem, which is a, a person, mental, mental illness, whatever the case is. I mean... Uh, how they grew up, the, the demographic that they grew up in, where they grew up, who their parents were, how their parents treated them. They don't look at any of those problems. It's automatically, let's blame it on the gun. And, you know, acts that are committed with uh, something, say, like a hunting-style bolt action, which we're going to get into in, in a little while here. Sure. I mean, it's no different. It still fires the same bullet, but it just looks different. So there's not a, real, there's not a call at that point to, to ban hunting rifles. Sure. And, you know. Well, guys, it's almost as dumb as saying that a car because it's yellow is going to be faster than a car that's black because no, no, it's no. yellow. It's red. Red's fast. Oh, red is yeah, fast. Red's that's faster. right. Yeah, red is. Yeah. You're automatically <laughs> going to get more speeding tickets in a red car because red cars, you all know, they go faster than black cars. It, it's it's the same exact mentality, uh, well, maybe in, in a different form. Well, in California, know. black cars uh, contribute more to global warming, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, black cars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. Well, there's a lot of things that go into it, but what we're going to get to in this particular gun gripe is we're going to go over some appearances and how sometimes uh, appearances can be deceiving, okay? A lot of gun control measures, um, both the, the recent uh, proposed changes that have happened at the level of the EU over there in Europe and everything, and uh, proposed changes that happened here stateside with uh, American gun laws, a lot of it's just due to not being informed and uh, due to, to using emotion over logic. And I understand recently, I mean, you had ISIS rolling through your backyard. I imagine that's got to be a very horrible situation to be in where 
You might be in a situation, like say you're a Frenchman, you're watching this video and you're thinking, dang it, you know, I feel for you guys because firearms ownership is, is not quite as accepted at a, just in terms of people walking around a local cafe hanging out and drinking mm -hmm. coffee. You're not going to have people just carrying 1911s on the hips like they do over here in the States. And it may not be as widely accepted nor allowed practice. Okay, I can understand that. You know, maybe it's a culture that ab abhors violence a little bit. They, they, don't, they don't like the idea of doing harm to another human being or whatever. Uh, whatever the case may be. Whatever. You know, harm can be done with anything. It doesn't have to be a firearm. I mean, it's, you know, it right. goes back to the people problem. So it's even the law enforcement, from all the accounts that I read, law enforcement had difficulty going toe-to-toe -to -toe with ISIS fighters who were armed with AK-47s and slinging... 30 cal rounds out of a, you know, illegally obtained Kalashnikov. Oh, hell, that's just like the old uh, Bank of America heist out in California, I believe, yep. you know, where the, the robbers were, were armed to the gills. You know, and the cops had to go and pull M16s out of the armory to, to combat it, you know. I mean, they just were, they were outgunned. They are just outgunned. So, <laughs> so uh, we've done other videos. We've done a couple of Five Guns videos where we talked about ways that you won't be outgunned if you, you know, follow some of our advice a little bit. That's not really what this gripe is about. What we're going to go about, uh, this particular gripe, is about appearances, okay? Now, uh, you look in the media and you see a standard hunting rifle, okay? And everybody refers to a hunting rifle as a sniper rifle. Anytime they see an optic on it, it's all of a sudden it's a sniper rifle, all right? Uh, this is a Mossberg MVP, all right? It's a uh, 223 556 uh, caliber uh, bolt action rifle. It does take AR-15 magazines, okay? Now, could a shooter who is skilled enough and, uh, and everything, could he use this to potentially cause some form of grief? Of course he could. Uh, I would say 9.9 .9 people that, uh, that buy this gun uh, are probably going to use it to kill little varmints and critters, maybe deer or whatever they're going to use 9 it for. 9.9. Yes, 9.9%. Okay. 99%. 99%. <laughs> Whatever, you know what I damn mean. But, but the thing is, you know, most of the people that buy this gun are just going to go out and just kill critters or little things like that. This oh, is a varmint a, rifle. It's a great varmint rifle. Plus, right. it's, it's threaded with an evil flash hider on there. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Right, but what if I, uh, you know, since this thing takes uh, AR-15 magazines, what if I grab an X-Products drum and stick it in it? So, so now I'm, I'm, you know, because this thing looks all scary and everything now, obviously it's... Uh, it's, it's more, more deadly now. It's more evil. It's more deadly. It's certainly it's, more it's, menacing. It's deadlier, more deadlier. Mm -hmm. Strap one of those illegal silencers on the end of it, and then, ooh, ooh buddy. Right. I mean, I don't know what to do. We're kind of being sarcastic here. We might be getting off on a different vein there. But point I'm making is it's just a rifle. It's just a rifle like anything else. So what about, uh, let's say, Clinton-era ARs? Okay. Talk well, about that a little bit. Clinton era, okay. So if you guys remember, back in 1993, 94-ish, the assault weapons ban was passed. And uh, basically what that did was limit the cosmetic appearance of certain semi-automatic firearms. You couldn't have a 30-round mag. You know, little magazines were limited to 10 rounds. Uh, bayonet lugs uh, were gone. Threaded muzzles, okay, to accept a flash hider were gone. So. Flash hiders were, you know, on threaded guns, flash hiders were a big no-no, but muzzle brakes were okay because, you know, they didn't conceal your location. But this is a, a perfect example of a Clinton-era A2-style AR, okay? You've got no bayonet lug, 
you know, it's got a target crown barrel and a 10 round mag. Now this is actually a little, I think a little Bushmaster. Yeah, it's a little Bushmaster mag that's been pinned to only accept 10 rounds. So the follower will only depress so far in this magazine. So this is a converted mag from what I understand. So you got your converted 10 round mag, but you know, most people who are firearms enthusiasts know that a crown muzzle is gonna be typically more accurate than you know, a muzzle that uh, has a flash hider or a muzzle comp or something like that on it, um, or a compensator. But you know, typically a target crown barrel will shoot a little bit better. I mean, okay, so technically this rifle is more deadly than one with you know, other cosmetic features that were banned during that time frame. Right. And collapsible stocks were another thing. So you can only have like fixed stocks after 94 unless it was pre-ban. So all the carbine stocks and whatnot that people wanted to put on their guns, they had to pin them in place into the fixed position because having a collapsible stock made that gun. Made the gun more deadly. deadly. So. All right. There's something I'll say <clears throat> about an A2, okay? I served with an A3, okay? Which basically basically well, is an A2 with a flat top. Well, like actually, this, this is so. an A3. That's so. technically an A3 because it's got a detachable carry handle. But I'll tell you one thing right now. You're not going to get between a soldier or a Marine armed with his A2. If a guy knows how to shoot, you know, the thing is, all There's these, you know, modern guns <laughs> that are, you know, these modern ARs like the one we're about to show you here, they're all great and everything, but I, I always have and always will love an A2 over anything else. Well, you know, the A2 platform, and the well, I mean, A1, A2, you know, the 20-inch mm -hmm. barrel, full-length gas system, that's what the... 5.56 was designed to be shot through. And they're accurate. Yeah. Oh, they're very you, accurate. You give a guy a rifle that knows how to shoot, it doesn't matter if it's a bolt action or an AR. Okay, so do you think that just because, all right, back during the Clinton day, you can only have a 10-round mag, yeah. do you think that they wouldn't just find 30-round mags and use them if they... Oh, of course. You know, they were pre-band mags, but don't forget, see, this one's got evil bayonet lug, and it's got a threaded muzzle with, uh, you know, a little birdcage on it, so flash suppressing, concealing your location, you strap your bayonet on there, hey, you can go do some more work. I mean, you know, oh. The features, yeah. yeah. It, appearances, it, it's just so crazy how, how much appearances go into things. I mean, based on the MVP we just showed, the Clinton-era AR. Now, let's grab a little bit more modern AR. This is Chad's uh, kind of spaced-out rifle here. It's got a D-ball on it, a scout light, a suppressor, backup sights. I consider it to be pretty simple and only the things that I need for day and nighttime. Well, you know, well right, but, but the bottom line <laughs> is that the, the overall function and purpose of the rifle hasn't changed. <clears throat> if somebody's going to use a firearm to hurt someone, they're going to use whatever's at their disposal. Now, and, the thing with this rifle yeah. is, I mean, you know, sure, I set this up as kind of a life and liberty gun and, you know, kind of a, you know, shit hits the fan type gun in the first place, but Eric and I have been out killing critters with this thing. You know, we were on the, the Team Windy Helmets with the PBS-14 and stuff, and I used the IR laser on this thing to, to kill coyotes, coyotes like 100 yards. Yeah. I mean, that's this is this is a nighttime hunting rig. It makes it easy if we're riding around on the Polaris or something, you know, just to run the, the, the helmet with the PBS-14 and just scope around and, oh dang, I mean, you can just shoot from the shoulder with this thing. Right. So, I mean, it has a hunting implement. And right. I can take the D-ball off and put it on my 18-inch my gun, my more accurate AR, and shoot longer range if I need to with a clip-on style unit if we're doing predator hunting at night. But there's nothing wrong with this rifle compared to that MVP there. A rifle's it's a just, rifle. I mean, it now, serves the same purpose. In terms of cosmetic features, okay, I mean, yeah, th does the rifle have an appearance? Sure. I mean, folks that, that aren't in the know, that don't understand or whatever, 
they might look at something like this and think that it's, it's the same rifle a Navy SEAL will grab and use. And, and you know what? It very well could be. The, 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 the configuration of this rifle is a pretty popular configuration that's used by a lot of uh, operators, so to speak, soldiers, sailors, what have you. Um, the, the rifle lends itself well to hunting, predator hunting, but also, hey, you look at the case of what happened in Europe. If ISIS comes rolling through the through the road, do you think that, that he or I won't grab our rifle that's set up like this and go to work with it? Well, of course we will. I mean, I'm going to set my rifles up for work during mm -hmm. the day or night. I mean, you never know what, what the hell kind of crap might, might go down. I mean, you really yep. don't. So, you know, it has a use right now, but it has, uh, you know, a purpose just in case. But so. they'll always try to, like, ban things based on the appearance. And I suppose the issue with the EU and everything that's going on with uh, th this proposal legislation they're putting through over in Europe, well, however they do it, I don't even know if they call it legislation per uh, se, but look at the, the stuff in the description box below to kind of go into detail on the things they're proposing, mm -hmm. but a lot of it is just like we deal with here stateside where they're trying to ban guns based on features, based on the way they look. And it's just completely biased and, and just dumb. I mean, you look at this H&K uh, SL7 right here, okay? It uses a very similar uh, type of system that any other um, H&K firearm would use, but it's more of a sporting configuration in terms of the way it looks. Uh, it's a 308. You know, that one's been boogered up a little bit. This isn't quite original configuration. It's been no. sporterized. No, it's been sporterized a bit, but uh, you know, this is an H&K, tried and true. It's a mm -hmm. semi-auto 308 uh, hunting rifle. It's okay. a delayed roller blowback, fluted chamber, the exact yep. same as the PTR-91 here. All right, so this PTR here, Okay, so it's got a rail system on it. It's got a, a flash hider. It's got a flat top for mount and making it more convenient to mount optics. It's got a <clears> twenty-round <throat> magazine. But both of these rifles are semi-automatic. Right. So rifles a rifle. Okay. Someone who's hell bent on doing the wrong thing, they're going to do it with. It, they'll do it with a rusty fork if they have to. Yeah. They'll use a baseball bat. The bottom line is it's it's not a gun control issue as much as it is a people control issue. You got to control people. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, you know, here's another example. It's not as good of an example as the SL7 and the uh, PTR91 because these are both semi-automatic platforms. But right. you've got a little Savage 110 here. Okay, and it's got a threaded muzzle. It's got a 20-inch bull barrel. It's a bolt action, but it takes a, you know, 10-round detachable magazine. I wish we had one of the Ruger precision rifles here because those will take 20-round uh, SR25 mags. They'll take DPMS mags. They'll take right. P mags. They'll take uh, M1A mags, for the love of God. You can run sure. a 30-rounder in it if you want to, and it's a bolt gun. But someone would say just because this bolt-action rifle is black and because it has this, you know, a, a, a scope on it and all this kind of mess and maybe a muzzle device that it's a sniper rifle. You know, because it's more, it's more tactical. Now, the only way this, any of these guns become a sniper rifle is when a sniper's holding it. Well, I thought it was when you were shooting snipes. Well, or yeah. that. Okay. Whatever. But, I mean, here's a little SOCOM 16. Now, this is what I would highly consider to be a battle rifle. You drop a 20-round mag in there and drop a little red dot up here, a little scout scope. I mean, that thing's a powerhouse. Yeah. You know, but that would also be an awesome pig-killing rig, you know, or a hunting rifle. I'd sit in the deer stand with this thing and just uh, shoot Bambi all day long. Right. But, you know, it's, it's all about appearances. You know, a lot of right. people are hunting with rifles like this nowadays. I mean, sure. I wouldn't hesitate to drop a deer with my uh, my accurized M1A out at three, four hundred yards if I if I wanted to, but 
I hunt with a lever action 30-30, or I mean, I've, I've been hunting with my 300 Blackout this year. I love hunting with my AR. Well, good example. I mean, mm -hmm. I've, uh, I've killed deer with an M1 Garand before. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, going back on appearances, you know, when soldiers were returning from World War II, and uh, a lot of these, these men went on to have families and everything, and then their kids were, were growing mm -hmm. up. I mean, you saw, like, the, the Remington, like, Woodmasters and the 742s and all the little kind of hokey-pokey, like, semi-auto 30-06s that were coming out. Mm -hmm. Why do you think those sporting rifles came out? It's because, you know, the sons of these people that, you know, and, and a lot of the veterans from World War II were, were you know, like, hey, I, I, I liked shooting a Garand in the service. I want a semi-auto uh, sporting rifle to go along with my Garand, and they like 30 all six. So, so things always have kind of a cause and effect, you know. I go overseas and I serve with an A2 or an A3 or whatever AR I want to use. Say I run a handgun or whatever as a backup. Mm -hmm. Well, of course I'm going to come home and want a semi-auto rifle to use for hunting or for personal defense or for life and liberty. I mean, that, that's what I trained on. That's what I'm used to. That's what I served with. All of those things kind of come together. So appearance-wise, everybody's going to see the silhouette of an AR and think, oh, it's so evil and everything. It's only evil in the hands of somebody that's evil. I mean, it, it's just a tool like anything else. All we're, right. we're preaching the choir here. Pretty much. We but, know that. But. Yeah, we're just griping. But anyways, all right, here's Eric's little PAP, SBR. All right, so 762 by 39, semi-automatic. What is this thing, like a 10-inch barrel? 10-and-a-half-inch so barrel. 10-and-a-half-inch barrel on this thing. I mean, we shot this thing out to 300 yards with... Pretty boring regularity on a 16-inch gong. 250, and it, it's spot on the Pretty money. much, yeah. Yeah, you know, a little bit of red dot on top here. I mean, this this is just kind of a close quarters kind of gun. All right, get fun off me gun. type gun. Kind of a fun gun, what okay. I call it. Yeah. Well, 762 by 39 isn't really you know known to be a long-range cartridge, but you put a little optic on this little CZ, uh, was this a little 527 here? Yeah. That's a long-range critter getter. Well, see, like this, yeah. you know, you take a 762 by 39, and you got a set trigger mm -hmm. with this gun, which is kind of neat. It's a more accurate platform. Sure, it's not as high capacity, but it takes the same cartridge. It's know? all about appearances. I mean, a 7.62 by 39 being launched out of this rifle doesn't know if it's being shot out of this or if it's being shot out of an AK. Well, it might know when it actually hits the target coming out of this. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, you know, sporterized SKSs and all, people use SKSs for hunting and such all the time, and yeah. nobody really bats an eye at a sporterized SKS with a little... I mean, or hell, even just a damn SKS in general. Yeah, yeah. You know, just a 10 round, you go 5966, pull the bayonet off of it or whatever, even some little Chinese rifles that came in, pull the bayonets off and you got a little sporting rifle that, eh, you know, it's still eh, got that little bit of a look, but man. There, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. And I, I hope that this video just kind of like gave you guys a little bit of, of kind of information to glean and think about. I mean, we know we're preaching to the choir here. I know that people watching this channel, most of y'all are gun people. Y'all are just nodding and going, yeah, yeah, we know, we know. We know we're preaching to the choir, but we also know that there's folks that are going to watch this video that are probably anti-gun. And they, some people that are anti-gun look, look to guys like us to glean a perspective of what the pro-gun guys are thinking. And if, even if I can convert one person by making this video, that's totally worth it mm -hmm. because if one person's converted, then they're going to convert a person. Then they're going to convert a person. And as, as long as that common sense approach is looked at by people and that we understand that the sooner we realize that we, can, we have to stop blaming other people for our problems and blaming inanimate objects for our problems and start controlling people and, and making people responsible for their actions and culpable for their actions, mm -hmm. the better off we'll be. Not only as us over here in the U.S., but in other parts of the world as well. 
If you've got guys like ISIS creeping over your borders like a snake in the grass with illegal AKs, guess what? They're just a cockroach that needs to be stomped. And how are you going to stomp them without a big scary boot? You know, the bottom line is, I mean, that, that's, that's it. If I've got some cockroach, you know, slithering through my dang house, I'm going to stomp him. And that's just the bottom line. And, and that, that's what the Frenchmen should have had the ability to do. They should have been encouraged to do it. And it, it's sad when the governments of these countries, be it European countries, our country, it doesn't matter. I mean, governments of the world and the way that they approach um, firearms restrictions, firearms laws, you know, self-defense is a, is a fundamental human right. Every human has a right to it's defend themselves. Yeah. Why would you not want to be able to defend yourself with exactly the same thing all the other people around you have? I mean, guess what? In case some of you guys in Europe haven't checked yet, we're not using sharp sticks and, and, uh, and rocks anymore to fight each other, okay? Why are you going to go toe-to-toe with a sharp stick when they've got several sharp sticks inside of a little magazine ready to go? I mean, it's a scary perspective, and I know that some people disagree with violence. Nobody wants to hurt someone, okay? If I'm a gun owner here in the U.S. and I'm carrying every day, do you think that I'm carrying a gun just because I want to get in a shootout with the next person I see? Of course not. Nobody wants to get in a shootout. But guess what? Sometimes you have to. It's a sobering thought to think about, but appearances play heavily into that. Yep. I mean, we could even still talk about, you know, full-size ARs versus SBRs and get into the NFA talk, but that, that would take a whole other video. Yeah, that, that's you a know? whole other. Because SBRs and, and AOWs and short-barrel shotguns, all those things are ooh, way more evil. You know, you take a, a granddad granddad's side-by-side special and cut it down to 10 inches and make you a little Mad Max blaster out of it, it instantly becomes totally more evil, and it's, oh, well, you, you wouldn't do that unless you're a criminal, right? That's a whole other topic for another day. Yeah, that, that's yeah. all based on Hollywood. And, and, you know, Hollywood hasn't really oh. helped this whole situation very oh. much. Oh. You know, part of the issue is, is a lot of things the media gleans mm -hmm. and a lot of things that these politicians come up with in terms of the way they, they approach policy is often based on perception. And perception is often mm. molded heavily by not only the media and the things they put out, but, but Hollywood. Uh, you know, you see a guy, uh, or like on Resident Evil, where the girl shoots the quarters out of the shotgun, and of course it goes through, you know, 30 zombies and everything. So they, they approach it as, oh, a little short cutoff shotgun, that'll make, uh, that'll kill 30 people in one shot. Yeah, you know, just like the ghost gun can fire a 30 magazine clip in less than half a second. Woo, wish I had one of those. Well, good thing those aren't around, so I'd, I'd be worried about that. Hey, but see, you don't have to worry about the way that looks because you probably can't see it. Probably not, it's a ghost gun. That's right. There's a lot of dumb things out there, people, and I guess all we're getting at in this gun gripe is just try to, try to kind of separate yourself from all of the, the silliness that goes on and just, just see things for what they really are. Appearances matter. We've talked about it numerous times in other gun gripes when we talked about open carry and how you know perceptions can kind of be different about that depending on where you go. Mm -hmm. Some people might open carry everywhere. And it's totally acceptable that people are just open carry and everything's good to go because everyone does it. Whereby you may go somewhere else where no one's used to seeing someone open carry and they might take it the wrong way. I mean, not to say that that makes it not all right or all right, but perceptions are important. How we as gun owners carry ourselves, how we act, 
how we are, and we've mentioned it many times before, how we are ambassadors to the Second Amendment. When you're out there and you're interacting with people as a gun owner and they are seeing you as being that gun owner, are you putting forth a positive message? Are you informing? You know, you're not pushing people away from the fold, you're bringing them into the fold. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's going to take for uh, these European countries to maybe lax a little bit on their firearms uh, laws and, and kind of understand that people need to be on the same page defensive-wise as the people that would do harm to them, not the other way around, not further restricting their gun rights. You know, it's a sad state of affairs. It really is. I mean, you know, you wonder why crap like that hasn't happened here yet. And I mean, the only thing I can figure is they're, they're gearing up for it. You know, all you can do is be ready. I mean, as ready as you can be, that is. Well, you know, my, my grandpa taught me something that, that I, I definitely think about all the time when I think about this type, type of stuff. But never underestimate the power of stupid people in large numbers. <laughs> And, and the bottom line is, you get enough evil people in one place, they're going to find a way to do something bad. And the only way to, to circumvent that is to be ready and to have like-minded people that are good people around you. That's all this stuff is, guys. It's good versus evil. That's all it is. Mm. It, when you can understand that the tools are just the tools and the people doing it are just the people doing it and look at it from that perspective, you'll find that the mm. answer is actually pretty simple. Yeah, you'll be a lot better off, too. Absolutely. Mm. Well, guys, thanks for watching this gun gripe. It might have been a little bit on the long side. We've been known to do that. And go off on tangents. Off on tangents, many tangents. But uh, we appreciate the support. Uh, we've been getting a lot of suggestions for you guys uh, for, for gun gripes and everything, and we appreciate those suggestions. Uh, we take them into heart. This particular video was something that was actually requested by one of our European viewers. Uh, he wanted us to touch on this subject and to mention the, the recent uh, changes that are, are happening with law over there and uh, it, it's a sad state of affairs. It, even if you're an American citizen you're watching this video and you're thinking well why do I care what happens to somebody over, over the pond? Well every loss is a loss for all of us whether it's a person that gets killed or it's a law that gets changed one step away from being able for, for everyone to be able to have equal rights to defend themselves that's one step in the wrong direction and it's bad for everybody. Well, and too, remember that ISIS is not just an isolated threat. I mean, they threaten the entire world, you know, in, in the big scheme of things. Yep. You know, it, it's an ideology and it, that's something that is seemingly very hard to fight. It is, it is. I mean, and I mean, we could even get off on this tangent, but what if you're an American citizen visiting another country? Don't you want to be you know, safe. I mean, that's why I tell you, we, we've that's had a why lot I of refuse, people. That's why I refuse to travel. Mm. Well, we've had a lot of people visit us here in the states. Uh, you know, people from all over the world, and they've come in the shop here and met us before. And I, I just can't help but, you know, recall a lot of times they tell us, "Man, you know, we feel so safe here. We feel like like everybody's so friendly, and nobody has a care in the world, and everybody, you know, has treated us with respect and dignity." Mm. And that's what firearms do to society. When everyone's armed, guess what? Everyone's polite. An armed society is a, polite, a polite society. society. Uh, thanks for watching, guys. Maybe this gave you something to think about. If you have some ideas for gun gripes, let us know. Uh, we really enjoy making these. We like to get people thinking. Uh, thanks for watching. Maybe you're uh, driving along in your car and you're just listening to us in the background yapping. Uh, if so, thanks. That's great. Uh, you can treat this like a podcast if you wish. Mm -hmm. um, Thanks very much for your support. 
We've got much more on the way. Uh, we'll see you soon. Take care.